you like stories about haunted locations, or maybe tales of cryptids and spooky folklore from around the world. If so, why not tune in to Haunted Escapes with Chris and Diane, where all this and more will be discussed. New episodes drop every Sunday, the visual versions the following Friday on YouTube. So why not come join us on our Haunted Escapes? Hi, this is Diane. And this is Kelly of the History Goes Bump podcast. We are in our 10th year of production for the podcast. And we can say without reservation that no other podcast has covered as many haunted locations as we have. We prove that history isn't boring. It's terrifying. Find History Goes Bump wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it spooky. This is just a disclaimer and sort of warning about this podcast. The Activity Continues podcast is in no way affiliated with The Dead Files, its production company, or any of its distributors. We are simply fans that love the show and love to talk about it and dissect it and, yes, make fun of it. But we do love it. And all of the opinions expressed herein are ours alone and have nothing to do with The Dead Files or any of its cast, crew, production, or distributors. And we swear. Enjoy. I'm not really allowed to talk about it. Ghosty fam, Amy here. Welcome back to the Activity Continues podcast. You may notice a voice is missing. This week, I am flying solo a little bit in that Megan is still trying to recover from her back issues. So I have a special guest co-host today, patron Amy. Welcome, Amy. Thanks, Amy. I guess I'm Amy <laughs> three on this podcast yeah. now. I, I was going to come in and say, hey, I met no, I'm not Megan. So <laughs> no, I'm excited to be here today to talk through this episode with you and give Megan a little bit of time to recover. Yeah. And yeah, so thanks. Thanks for welcoming me in and letting me join. Of course. of course, we're happy to have you. Yeah. Well, I know that we've got a few things going on, but I know you are covering a very interesting episode of The Dead Files called Spellbound, which mm -hmm. was season two, episode 18 which originally aired about this time exactly 10 years ago on yeah. May 10th, 2013. So maybe that was ironically chosen or purposely chosen, I, but. <laughs> I did not choose that one on purpose. It was actually a suggestion from okay. one of our other patrons, the Scarlet, Scarlet and the Grey Witch. Who oh, I think, awesome. I think her real name is Lisha or Lisha. Anyway, she said she was super curious to hear what other people think about these people. And she said, yeah. especially the husband. And I was like, sold. So, uh huh. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. We, Amy and I have already texted a little bit today yep. and we have thoughts. Yes. So, yep. I yeah. did watch the episode to stay mm -hmm. caught up while mm -hmm. I was getting through my migraine this morning. Oh, you had a migraine? Oh, yeah. oh no. Luckily, okay. I don't get those too much, but I do get headaches quite yeah. often. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you. And I just want to mention we are having adult beverages tonight. I am having a 
whiskey, ginger ale, and Amy's having a gin and tonic. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Amy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Got to wet the whistle a little bit. Especially with this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I probably should have had a few before you even got here. <laughs> but so content warnings. This one has some pretty yucky slavery stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this The property was a plantation. So there's some some bad stuff there. There's some death in childbirth of both the children and the mother in history and quite a heavy dose of racism and racist yucky shit. So yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's got some some heaviness to it. I mean, they Mm -hmm. all have heaviness to them Mm -hmm. in different Mm -hmm. ways, but this was a, it was definitely an interesting one to watch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was. And I did a little research afterwards on these people and I got oh. some stuff there too. So, Oh, good. Cause I started flipping through and like, what happened? What <laughs> happened to the family in this episode? And I was, I was working, so I didn't have time to do. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't have expected <laughs> you to. And they did. Apparently they did appear on a revisited version or uh, revisited episode, okay. which I don't know how to get those. <laughs> Greg opened so, the door. I was going to say a door opened. I think we turned off all the Alexas, but. Our security system likes to alert everybody downstairs whenever a door opens anywhere. And Greg probably just fed the dogs and is Mm -hmm. letting them outside now. So Mm -hmm. you probably heard a stampede going across. Yeah, that was that's them going from the kitchen to the door to go outside. It's slightly quieter than the stampede that's at my house, but only (laughs) because I have one extra dog and larger dogs. Yeah, they're all big. (laughs) I only got one big one. And he's just stumbling around crashing into shit because he's blind and deaf. So. Yeah. And he's, but he's still enjoying life. He is enjoying life. He's a happy dude. Exactly. I mean, he appears to be anyway. Yeah. I should ask hey. any. I oh. did at the last time I was in about my dog. Cause. Yeah. Hey, Amy here. I realized we jumped right into talking about the psychic that we went to without acknowledging that that's who we were talking about. So Jenny is the psychic that Amy P has known for a long time. And she brought Megan and I there to see her too. We did a group reading all together, which we talked about in one of our previous episodes. So check out our episode Soul Sisters and the Psychic for more info on that experience. It's episode 35. But yeah, when I was in the last time to see Jenny. And I know something that you've mentioned before is like, can a spirit be in two places at once? Can mm-hmm. they haunt two locations at once? And I asked her a little bit because I am convinced that my youngest dog, who's 11 months old today, that he's got part of Briggs in him. That's I am so weird. It just, there is something about him. I can't explain it. I can look in his eyes and we're just connected, which I've always been just connected with Briggs anyways. He's, uh-huh. you know, my first solo dog, but I've, I've told people before, like, I just, I love Wesley in a totally different way than I love other, the rest of my dogs. And I love all of them hmm. extremely a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I asked, like, is it possible for a living like spirit to be in two places like that? And she's like, oh yeah, it's soul splitting. Yeah. And so she said, your, your intuition's not wrong. Jenny was like, yeah, you know, you've got another one coming. I was like, nope, I don't, I don't need another dog. I've <laughs> Just already like got what a couple. she said to Megan. Yeah. 
<laughs> Only she's talking about human babies with Megan. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, this one she's like, no, there's gonna be a puppy from from one of your girls, and you you won't be able to say no. Oh. And it, like she said, this is gonna be a special puppy. It's gonna be, you know, there's just gonna be one, and it's gonna have some special like y- you need to you'll need to have him ha- have it. She didn't say him or her, mm-hmm. but she said it, it'll be a special. It'll be a special puppy. There's something different about this one. And my cousin wow. reminded me of that when Wesley was about two months old and I was trying to be like, are you sure you don't have a house yet? Because he's yours if you have a house. <laughs> she goes, no, Amy, remember Jenny said that you would be getting a special puppy. Like, and that was two or three years ahead of time wow. before he was born. Wow. Yep. So I was like, we're clear. We're clear. We're yeah. like, nope. He's wow. here. I mean, I love him. He's a stinker, but I love him. So, <laughs> yeah, it, I remember when we went to see her mm-hmm. and she said, you know, we recorded the session and she suggested it. And she said, sometimes things will resonate with you right now. And sometimes it'll like if you listen back, it mm-hmm. stuff will resonate with you at that time. Yep. And last week, this past weekend, I listened to the recording again. And I was like, oh, my God, it it really is like just a couple of things just seem to make a little bit more sense. Like, I don't know if I just misremembered what she had said mm-hmm. and I switched it around in my head. But when I was listening to the tape again, I was like, oh, OK, that's what she said. And I mm-hmm. get it. Like she one of the things she said was that my dad told her to tell me I thought I, what I walked away with was I need to get out of my rut. Mm hmm. And I didn't know what that meant. And when I listened to it again, what she actually said was that I need to get out of my routine, which to me is different. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, so now I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I need to look at that. So yeah, it's really interesting. It is. And I, I've been going to see her since December of 2017. And the reason I remember that date is we lost one of our dogs about three weeks before that. And that was the only time my dad has gone. And he is so he like, he wants to always believe everything, but then he tries to shoot a hole in it. And it's like, you know what? It it doesn't, to me, it's not about whether you take everything as a hundred percent truth or with a grain of salt. Like you said, some things resonate and some things don't like getting another dog (laughs) Um, or having another baby, Megan. (laughs) Yeah. A little girl, I I believe. Yeah. She's Uh, coming anytime now. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's that first time that we saw her, like, I just remember her telling my dad, even before, like when you first meet her and you do a one-on-one with her, she sits down and she asks if I can read you. And she did. She did in the session, too. She says, do mm-hmm. I have your permission? Yep. And so and then she opens that up. And for my dad, she she didn't even get through her opening. She's like, I have to tell you, there's a bunch of dogs in here. Oh, and, you know, she and even when I was in. But for she said the same thing. But for my dad specifically, she's like, there's this dog who is sitting next to you. And he's got a brown face and he's claiming you as his. 
the only dog that ever really was like my dad's dog was our dog Sledge. So Sledgehammer. <laughs> he was a German wire hair, but looked like a short Aww. hair. And he had that, he had like the split up his nose. So he had the white coming down his nose, but he was mostly brown head mm-hmm. and a gray muddled, muddled colored body. Mm. And Those are beautiful dogs. I know which one that is. That and he, he's a fantastic, he was a fantastic dog, but he was very much my dad's dog. But that was, yeah, that was the first time we saw Jenny was and my dad's like, oh, she probably Googled you. And I'm like, well, she didn't know who was coming <laughs> with me. She doesn't know your name. Yeah. And, you know, there was the first time I saw her, she she did this like. Your grandma is making me taste something and it's really bland. <laughs> and then she's like, she's like, it's just she's like, no, it's. I've had it before. And she just kept making this face and putting her hand in front of her face. And she's like, like, like potato. <laughs> and it, there's just not a lot there. It's just potatoes. And I was like, pierogi. And she goes, oh my God, I haven't oh. had pierogi in like 20 years. But she's like, it's pierogi. That's exactly. So wow. my, my grandmother was giving her the impression of pierogies because I learned how to make pierogies from my grandmother and Mm -hmm. my aunt, Mm -hmm. uh, my dad's older sister. And she was telling me that I was doing a good job because at that time, my aunt and I were in a bit of a rift, still not fully healed, but I, I got confirmation that what I was doing was good. And then it was kind of the fit. Other things will never change. So it gave me, gave me that step to be able to like sort of let it. Yep. Just kind of be like, okay, we're just going to move forward. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I try to make the pierogi from what I remember from when I was a kid of how my grandparents made them. And, and then of course we also now have a like jalapeno and cheddar version, which of course they <laughs> <I> didn't have, <laughs> but it's a, it's a verbal, like, ingredient list recipe yeah, that came down my grandma's from, were too. Yep. From my, my grandpa's parents who came over from Poland about a hundred years ago, just, wow. yeah, they came in like the late teens, early twenties. And my, my great grandmother, I guess, never really spoke English and used to hang a ham hock out on the porch and, <laughs> and he'd just go and cut off a slice and oh. yep. <laughs> Wow. Things you don't think you would do nowadays. Yeah, probably not. I would love to go back and see Jenny. Mm-hmm. We should plan something for that. Definitely. And for me, and I know some people roll their eyes at it, but I was like, I just want to know a little bit of like, do my past lives have some sort of impression on me and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. and it was it was just interesting to hear some of that of like, we've uncovered a few in the past. I've I've had a soul that's been here several times. And she told me in that first meeting, you packed everything up in your little suitcases, basically. And you came to earth with a mission. And (laughs) she's like, you didn't have time for drama. One of the first things that or in that first session, she's like, you didn't get along with kids your age, did you? You never really did. You didn't Mm. fit in. You probably started talking late. But when you did, you started saying things that a small child shouldn't know. And your parents were like, well, where is she getting this information? 
my mom just says she doesn't remember anything like that, but I did start talking late and then it was basically like full sentences, mm-hmm. which then she told all my teachers, I haven't shut up since. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's, and that's why I told Megan when today, when I was like, are you sure you, you sure you want me to sub? And like, you're, you're letting a cat out of the bag. And I, <laughs> I don't, I don't stop all the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So no, I, we definitely should do another Jenny. Yeah. Uh, if anything, she's just gives you something to think about. And is yeah. somebody who has no, like anything about your life doesn't, yeah. doesn't tell you that you're doing something wrong mm-hmm. or that your life would be completely different if you tried something else. Mm-hmm. It's a little like therapy. I would assume if I went to therapy. Yeah. It does sound like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, we should let everybody know that Megan is on the mend. We heard from her today and she's feeling a lot better. And we were thinking about patching her in, but apparently she still wants to just rest a little bit. So mm-hmm. she'll probably be back next week doing her her episode that she's going to cover, which I don't remember what it is. I should, but I don't. And our happy hour, our next patron happy hour is May 21st. Mm-hmm. So if you, you, will, you will be hearing this before that. And so join the patron patreon if you're not already a patron and then you can join us for the happy hour we had a blast last time yes it was really fun hey everyone we want to welcome our new sponsor gobble as you know life can get pretty hectic between work errands and family time who always has the energy to plan shop for and cook delicious meals every night that's where gobble comes in It's a meal kit service that takes the stress and guesswork out of dinner. I used to dread the what's for dinner question every night. Gobble has been a game changer. They deliver fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and easy to follow recipe cards right to your door. Exactly. No more last minute grocery runs or scrambling for inspiration. Plus, the recipes are incredibly diverse. From healthy options to comfort food classics, there's something for everyone. And let's not forget that cooking together can be a fun family activity. Gobble's recipes are simple enough to involve everyone in the kitchen, even the little ones. So if you're looking for a way to make delicious, stress-free meals that the whole family will love, head over to the link in the show notes or on our website to get your first six meals for $36. Gobble. Make dinner amazing. We want to give a shout out to our newest affiliate partner, Just Brands. This is the company that makes the CBD and THC gummies that I have been talking about. I have purchased both the Delta 8 and the Delta 10 versions, and they're really nice. They're actually really tasty, too, but I wouldn't recommend just eating a ton of them at once. I did buy them to help me sleep. And well, let's just say that one night I took one. And when I went to bed, I felt myself melting into my bed. It was lovely. For a limited time, you can get 20% off these treats when you go to justcbdstore.com or just follow the link in the show notes and then use our promo code ACTIVITY24. This offer is good until March 27th, so get your gummies now. Do we just jump in then? Two feet forward. Okay, so onward and upward. This is Spellbound, as Amy said. Season two, episode 18, originally airing on May 10th, 2013, which it is May 11th right now for us. So it is damn close. As I mentioned, this was a listener recommendation. So if anybody else has a recommendation out there, please let us know. Hit us up 
via email. The activity continues at gmail.com or at any of our socials. Let us know what you'd like us to cover. And we'll, we'll do that one. Put it on the list. So this takes place in Virginia. The city's called Buchanan. I think he said it's spelled like Buchanan, but he, I, I think feel Steve like said it was Buchanan. Buchanan. <laughs> it, just said, it just sounded like you said fuck cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Does start with the B as in boy. <laughs> yes. That much I know. <sighs> and the sign said gateway to the Shenandoah Valley. Steve said it's 30 minutes north of Roanoke, which mm-hmm. Roanoke's got its own issues, right? That's a uh, story. Maybe just a little. Yeah, that's a story. That would be an interesting one to cover. Maybe we'll do that for Halloween. Oh, that would be a good one. Because we are going to do another Halloween thing with the Boopod group. So something that everybody can agree on, which is kind of hard because we have a lot of personalities. And, yeah. But also there's like some people do true crime and they don't do mm-hmm. other things. Some people do paranormal. And they don't do true crime. So it, see, that's that, where you should just do crossovers and everybody has to do the opposite of what they do in their normal. Yeah. Show. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like that's good, too. But we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll throw a Roanoke out there and see if yeah. anybody wants to do that. So this is still an early episode, season two. So Steve is still explaining how things work. Mm-hmm. And we get a ring shot. And I decided that while I was watching this one and I kept yelling ring shot because there were a lot of them in this one. I yeah. was thinking that when we do a live show, which we are thinking about doing mm. with the new season doing like a Twitch kind of thing where mm-hmm. we watch it. Like we won't be showing the show because we can't do that for copyright reasons, but we can show us watching the show and everybody else can watch it at the same time. True. We'll figure it out. But anyway, I was thinking that if we do that, we could do, we could create a drink called the ring shot. And every time we see the ring shot, we take a drink. Yeah. I think that's why in any of those revisited episodes, Mm-hmm. there's a there's always something about his ring there's mm. i i loved watching those because you got a lot of more insight into things yeah, and then I they stopped doing them, them. i know you can't find them. them anymore Ugh. like you can get them on like apple tv and you have to pay like three dollars a piece for them or something i'm like oh fuck that well, that's dumb i know so anyway the client is named tisha it is spelled t-y-s-h-a though okay like tisha but it's tisha something is attacking her family making everybody sick and Steve says, hopefully we can get some answers for her. Mm-hmm. Matt clears the area. Let me see Amy. She says this place is really busy. There's a ton of people around that are dead. She said like 15 people that were walking by. There's a lot of pain and despair around the whole property. She thinks something bad happened. <laughs> I would say that. I think she's right. <laughs> an understatement. <laughs> so Steve. Yeah, just a little bit. So Steve and Tisha are in the kitchen and Steve notes that it doesn't look lived in. And that's because they don't live there. They Tisha says that the activity got so outrageous that they had to move out. But instead of moving away, they built what they called a modular house right there mm-hmm. on the property. Like you can see it right mm-hmm. right there. And spoiler alert, I looked up this property and it's huge. It's like 350 acres or something. So I don't know why they built this house seven feet from the other one, but whatever. Maybe it wasn't Drive, really that driveway look like it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It, no, I, they were they were doing like video right outside the, yeah, the door like or on the really windows. Close. And you were watching at one point you're watching Amy walk from the old house to the new house. Mm-hmm. It's right there. I mean, it can't be more than 100 feet at the most. No, it's it. 
Definitely can't be. But can I also say that that kitchen table in the old house was, I want that kitchen table. That whole house was was beautiful. It was gorgeous. And then it's so hard to be like, how did you just leave everything in that house and not move it all over? I don't, I know. I didn't understand that part. Anyways. And I also thought it was odd that they had a conduction stove in the old farmhouse. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you'd think it would be gas. Yeah. But anyway. It looks like they could have still lived there. Like there was still like, you know, a pitcher on the counter and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But yeah, anyway, we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> so Steve asks if things got better when they moved. And she says not at all. And um, yeah, Steve, I, that's that's why we asked you to come in because everything got better. Yeah, <laughs> it's all fine now. I don't even know why you guys are here. <laughs> so. I did note that I don't think the farmhouse is heated because she was in like a winter jacket and a scarf sitting at the table. So, and Steve was in his pinstripe mafia mm-hmm. suit. Yeah. But, that's how you also know it's an older episode because he's in a he's suit in his, still. Yeah. 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 And, and not in his like Tommy Bahamas. Right. He got a little more cash as it, got, yeah. <laughs> as it went on. He'll probably be, yeah, he'll probably be in like, I was going to say biker shorts. That's not what I meant. <laughs> What a, it's um, like Bermuda? board shorts, board shorts. Um, that's what I meant. There you go. Because <laughs> I'm sure Steve serves. <laughs> oh, God. Now I just got the picture of him in biker shorts. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. I, you're The rest of you are all welcome for that as well. <laughs> so Tisha explains they've been seeing apparitions. They've heard noises and she has nightmares all the time. She doesn't sleep. She said it's been affecting her health. And she tells them that she was diagnosed with a chronic pain condition called fibromyalgia, which mm-hmm. I'm sure most of us have heard of or know people who have them. She said, or have that. She said the pain was so bad she couldn't function at all. And she said it's affecting her children too. And she said one has autism and the other one has Asperger's. Yes. And I have some thoughts on this. <laughs> First of all, it is not my understanding that autism slash Asperger's, anything on that spectrum is caused by ghosts yeah i haven't heard that one nor is it caused by vaccines right. uh, yeah and then but you did a little digging i did a little we digging don't call it that anymore i wrote in my notes right. i don't think we use those terms anymore no we we do use autism spectrum yeah uh, we as in i used to teach and i had students that were on that but then also um medical professionals don't use the term mm-hmm. asperger's anymore mm-hmm. Two reasons, one being the bigger reason, one being kind of the behind the scenes, what people have speculated. There was an entire like book written about it in 2018. But the first reason is, is that from my understanding is that autism and what was considered Asperger's syndrome were so close and they overlap so much that Mm -hmm. why were we separating them in diagnoses? Mm-hmm. Uh, and because they are part of the really part of the same and they, tr- they're treated the same, they're acting the same. So there's more of a spectrum rather than just like, it's hardcore this way or hardcore this yeah. way. It's, it's a band it's there's stuff in there. Yeah. And the other is that Asperger's was named after a doctor Asperger who mm-hmm. was a Nazi. He was oh! in, <laughs> within the Nazi Vienna area. I think they were saying. Um, oh, dear. So, I, that I did not know. Yeah. So okay. that's a very, very good reason not to use that anymore. Yep. Yeah. So 
the reason why it wasn't changed prior to that, because people might be a little like, what? Why wasn't this done? And and I could be off on this. I'm trying to encapsulate what I've what I've looked at. But he his involvement within the Nazi party was mostly hidden for a while. Like there was even like a book about autism written and how he like I don't want to say discovered because that sounds stupid, but like figured out some of the things within it. Well, then it's coming to light that he was really the one that was noticing kids who had a difference. And at that time in Nazi anywhere occupied Nazi Mm -hmm. realm, different is not good. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. but he was seeing them as like potentially they're a superior being. Oh, um, which I think in a lot of ways they probably are. <laughs> They're um, certainly <laughs> smart. <laughs> beyond the what ones I've known anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, there was uh, it, it's also shown that he was potentially a this is a trigger warning for, well, what happened during the Holocaust. But oh, yeah. he was a a trafficker or a person who brought children to some of the doctors who did some of those experiments in euthanasia of kids who had disabilities. Oh, mm-hmm. so that was a very big thing in, in the Holocaust timeframe is if they had epilepsy or other, you know, deform deformities, whatever you wanted to call sure. it, things that made someone different. Yeah. Well, let's run some tests on them. Like they did with the twins and then we're done with you. So we'll cast you aside. Yeah. So, mm. yep. So there's there's a few reasons. I think the, the main one is that it's the the treatment and every mm-hmm. treatment sounds weird, too, because it's not it's not a disease. Right. right. It's it. It's a, something that people live with. But the way that it's it's handled. Yeah. Is similar and so it didn't make sense to keep putting it in the in different buckets yeah and then um the secondary is kind of the like if you research a little bit you can kind of dig through and find about dr i don't know his first name i'd have to look it up again we don't care about his first name (laughs) no he doesn't deserve it (laughs) he doesn't deserve a first name (laughs) yeah i was always taught that asperger's was a form of autism Mm -hmm. like it was just it was still autism. Same. It was the same thing. It's just was a for because because when I I I majored in psychology and mm. I was really interested in autism and in fact I did my senior paper on autism and then if somebody was autistic they were usually the kind that was like flapping their arms and spinning the plates and rocking back and forth mm. and then you had these kids that like just as I was finishing up school, they were talking about this other form of autism, which these kids are like, they don't, they're every normal everyday people. They just are super smart mm-hmm. and they think differently mm-hmm. and they process differently and all mm-hmm. of that. And then we started learning that it's actually this huge spectrum from the really severe, you know, spinning the plate kids to these people that are, that function perfectly normally in everyday life. They just think differently. And mm-hmm. it's like this, the ADHD and all of that yep. stuff is so all tied together. And it, that is fascinating to me. It's still fascinating to me. Oh yeah. There, I mean, I, I will say 
sometimes my Facebook feed, yes, I you still use Facebook and I don't I do, do TikTok yet, but I get all the reels and different things. Yeah. Gets overloaded with like, here's different signs that you might have ADHD. And oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That tracks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, as soon as I got on TikTok, like all of my feed was ADHD. I'm like, oh boy, that's what it is. That's what it is. And then autism too. I see these people who have autism mm-hmm. and, uh, and they're explaining stuff and I'm like, oh my God, really? Yep. <laughs> that's so the, familiar. The ones where people are sitting in their car being like, did I just say that? Did I really say that? And then yeah. you sit there and you overthink it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guilty. Mm-hmm. That is all the time that I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Why did I say that? Why did that come out of my mouth? How can I make this better? How can I keep this? Like yeah, it yeah, just, yeah. just grows. Yeah. Or the, like, why didn't I say this when I could have? I always, uh, that was my thing. I always think of what to say after 20 minutes later, after they're gone. And I'm like, God damn it. Why didn't I think to say I, that? I do that with my brother and sister when they always have really fast quips about something. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, I'll come back to you on that. (laughs) Just come back to me in like 10 minutes and I'll have something. I'll have some for you. (laughs) Yep. Yep. That's totally me too. All right. Back to the task at hand. Thank you for the autism info. I knew there was something going on there. I just didn't know all the details of it. I was going to look it up, but then I got all in the quagmire of researching Mm -hmm. these two yahoos and I didn't get to the autism part, so I'm glad you did. Okay, so the farmhouse was built in 1847. Her, Tisha's father-in-law lived there as a bachelor for a very long time, she said. Whenever they say someone's a bachelor, I assume he's gay, but I am i don't think that's the case. Hey, now, I'm a... Would I be? I'm a spinster at this You're point in time. I'm a spinster. <laughs> old maid. <laughs> I'm an, I am an no. old maid. Throw me You're out with some popcorn. You're still young. <laughs> but anyway, he... Passed away, and so now it belongs to her husband. And Steve asks if the father-in-law ever mentioned anything odd, and she says, "Oh yes," but then they don't really explain what. She just says, "Oh, he had a lot of fear." That's it. Cool. I, you know, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, thanks a lot for clearing that up. She probably did say it, and it was cut. You know, I, I always assume that yeah, it was just that it was the way it was edited. It was boring. Yeah, they didn't think it was interesting enough, or dramatic enough, or whatever. So she says moving off the property would be financially impossible for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking it might have been cheaper to sell the house in the land and buy another house somewhere else rather than build another house 20 they, feet from. I don't think they were going to. I don't think they were going to sell the property. No. Well, we know now they weren't by the yeah. end. But at first I was like, why are you saying that it's not financially possible when it, mm-hmm. you could have sold all that land and property and bought something else somewhere else or built something somewhere else. Anyway, we'll find out more about uh-huh. that. So Amy is now in the kitchen and she says, this is very stressful. And she says, I truly hope there's nobody living here with a baby. That would not be good. So put uh-huh. a pin in that. <laughs> She says the place is crawling with dead people who have the ability to affect the living in horrific ways. It makes you terribly ill. It makes her mm-hmm. feel sick. And she said people would see apparitions or hear men fighting verbally. Mm-hmm. So Steve and Tish are now going into the creepy basement. There's really nothing down there. Like they don't have, it's not finished. It's just a creepy like dirt floor basement with mechanics down there and 
unfinished and it's very Blair Witchy, like the walls. And she says something always gets me about like that level of unfinished. Yeah. It's something went down in there. Yep. Whether you're going to get to that with this house, but any house that has a dirt basement. Yeah. I mean, John Wayne Gacy, anyone? Yeah. (laughs) Right. I mean, there's a reason it's not finished. Nobody wants to fucking go down there Mm -hmm. because of all the bad juju. Well, and she said, this is probably the worst place. And I'm like, yeah, I can see that. Mm -hmm. She just does not come down there. I'm like hoping the laundry is somewhere else. She does not go down there. She gets feeling of dread and sadness and pain. And she said she was told that slaves were kept down there, Mm. which Mm -hmm. we do find out is indeed true. She has seen apparitions, a man with dark pants walking across the floor and then disappearing. And she sometimes feels nauseous and lightheaded. And they didn't really walk around. They just came down to the bottom of the stairs and kind of looked around. And then she got like creeped out. And Steve, like, let's beat feet. Like they get out. <laughs> so now Amy is Amy sees a lot of black men. She's done in the basement now with mm-hmm. Matt. Sees a lot of black men who are dead. They are lined up on the ground and someone is throwing water on them, on their bodies. And she says, in particular, there's a black woman who is splashing water on them. And I wondered if it was like if they if it was to keep flies off of them. See, and I went to straight to is this a ritual? Is oh, this a. And um, I bet you're right. Or is this a cleansing of their bodies before burial? Mm-hmm. So that's that's where my brain. So it's really mm-hmm. interesting and very interesting why your brain went to that. As you get into this later on. Yeah, I think I think uh, you're probably right, knowing what we know. So in particular, oh, I already got that. Okay, so she mm-hmm. says the, this woman does not want them here at all. And I yelled, because you're white, <laughs> which is true. Yeah, yep. So the next thing Amy says is, I don't think there are people here who like white people. <laughs> she feels very uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. she said the black lady can do stuff. She's dangerous. So now we go back to Steve. He's on the second floor, which is the most active part of the house. Tisha says that one night she was up here all by herself. She'd fallen asleep and the bed started vibrating. And then she felt like she was being choked and that someone was sitting on top of her chest. And I noted that there were a lot of mirrors in that room. Mm -hmm. Like there was one above the fireplace. There was one like in the hole of the fireplace on the floor. There was one next to it. And I was like, what's with all the mirrors? Knowing what I know about our little bathroom portal. Uh-huh. I don't think there should be a lot of mirrors in one room. I didn't see any across from each other, but who knows? I mean, at least there was none above the bed. Yeah. <laughs> Bum, chicka, chicka, <laughs> so the scariest thing that ever happened, she said, is when she was carrying her son, River, he was seven days old at the time. She was pushed down the steps and she said she just held him and went down on her butt. And he he was not hurt, but she said she did get some bruises. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to remember when Amy said she hoped no one with a baby lived there. She probably got a little visual of that. Yeah, definitely. Steve asks about how about how she had mentioned some of the stuff that's happening here. And it, is it happening in the new house? He's like. I guess I have to go over there and look too. So they go over to the new house and she tells Steve that exactly the same things that went on in the old house, go on over here. And she tells him that in their bedroom, she feels like a small child is jumping on the bed. 
Yeah, I call that a dog every night. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I get up and I think it's Vivi. Like I feel her on my back and I reach over to pet her and she's not there. The only time I didn't get that was when we first moved into our house. So I still, I live back at home with my parents. I was a teacher for a long time and can't afford to live on my own mm-hmm. with with dogs in, in an area that would accommodate large dogs. Right, right. And uh, I always feel like I need to like add on why. I don't, but, I don't know. I think more people are doing that now, especially I people do. your age. It, yes. it, the world is different now. Yeah. I mean, it is. I was just watching a TikTok about, I think it was TikTok, about someone who was saying that millennials, you, they were, he was going over like, you have to make like at least $75,000 mm-hmm. a year in order to live on your own. Mm-hmm. And that's just an apartment. Yes. Think about you having to have, you know, a place that you can have big dogs. Yep. It's exactly. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, you know, it is, it's, it's crazy. All the stuff that has to go on with that. And then when we moved into that house was July 24th, 2000, my grandfather passed away July 25th, 2000 at three oh 19 in the morning, we got a phone call and I answered the phone. It was three. Yeah. AM. Our previous address was 319 that he helped build the previous house. Wow. He had been in a coma for three weeks. He fell off of a old 50 style home with no railings on the back and hit his head <gasps> and had been kind of there until that point. So he he passed away literally the day after we moved into our new home. Wow. But I remember couple months later I still had boxes in my room I was a teenager like young teenager and I woke up and now I'm I was blind as a bat when I was a when I was younger I got my eyes fixed a few years ago but I woke up because I felt someone sitting on the edge of my bed like Mm -hmm. a depression on the edge of my bed lift Mm -hmm. up I heard shuffling of feet and it hit a box near my door and then it was silent Now, at this time, I did not have sledge was around at this time. I did not have sledge in my room. I squinted around till I found my glasses and turned the light on and I opened the door and Curly, our our cat, was laying on a blanket about 10 feet from my door and gave me the like, what the fuck are you doing? Look, (laughs) you know, when when a cat wakes up and they're just like, yeah, they're they're pissed at human life. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, what was that? And, you know, for years, I always figured it was I always felt it was my grandpa. I always like I knew it was my grandpa without knowing it was my grandpa. Jenny confirmed that because I just said, you know, I've had Uh, I've had some weird experiences where like I've been woken up in the middle of the night and she goes, and you hear your name being called, don't you? Oh, I hear someone yelling my name or whispering my name. And it's always like, Amy. Yeah. And I'll look around and be like. I'm literally in my room by myself and the door is closed and the TV's not on and the windows aren't open. Yeah. Oh, no, I get that, too. I don't get it so much anymore, but in my old house, I got it all yep. the time. So sorry. I keep getting a sidetrack. That's OK. Oh, God, that never happens with Megan. Ever. There's never any singing or humming. <laughs> making up, <laughs> making up stories. No. <laughs> I could oh. say some of the things that she said to me when I was driving on my way over here. She's like, I just make up every, I make up a lot of things and sometimes I believe them. <laughs> <laughs> she, 
she does sometimes get into like telling a whole story. Like she did the whole thing about a nine one one operator. And <laughs> wait, isn't that her? What we determined her was probably guys? her. Yeah, her yeah. guy. Because she said it was. She was. She was. I don't remember how she said, but she was like, "I was like, Stacy, why are you doing blah 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 blah?" <laughs> and then I'm like, "Who the fuck, Stacy?" And she goes, "I don't know. She's the girl that works at the nine one one place." And then when we went to see. <laughs> Jenny and Jenny said okay everybody think of a name the name that comes to your head is your spirit guide and she goes Stacy I'm like it's the lady at the 911 place and oh so why do you have the name of the lady at the 911 place <laughs> I think it's just a name that Megan oh yeah defers to you know or defaults to I have mine is Beth Lucy oh okay so yep. you know are Beth Lucy and Stacy, our spirit guides, and that's why the name is at the forefront, or is that just the name that we? I know Michael's settled down a long time ago. Archangel, mm. and well, that's Athena. a good one to have. I just learned Athena. Athena, nice. Mm-hmm. A oh. goddess, because I yeah. also apparently have goddess energy. Awesome, love it. I'll take it. Yeah, take it. why not? Okay, so now Amy's <laughs> headed over to the new house, and we're going to be at nine o'clock if we don't keep going. <laughs> People are all over the place. They, she said this, there's this one kid who jumps around and attempts to be seen and they're all mm-hmm. over the house. So I'm like, that's the one on the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, so now Tisha and Steve are in the bedroom. I think they're in the kid's bedroom, if I remember right. I think so. Yeah. I didn't note that down here, but um, I was starting to fall asleep at that point. Oh. <laughs> so Tisha says that their son keeps talking about seeing this little boy apparition. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a white shirt with buttons and button up shirt and overalls. Yep. She's never seen the apparition, but, but her son has mm-hmm. frequently. And um, she says like, Oh, you feel so bad. You build this new house thinking you'll be safe. And I was like, why would you think you'd be safe? It's on the same land. Have you never seen poltergeist or any episode of this show? <laughs> or just common sense, but whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever. So now we're back to Amy. She's, they're in the new house this time and and she says oh that black woman hates me so much Mm -hmm. she's amy's in pain she's rubbing the back of her head and neck and she says there's something about her her head and her neck and her back and then matt asks are you afraid of her and amy says real spooky like i'm not really allowed to talk about it Mm -hmm. i am so curious as to like, is she literally stopped from being able to verbalize mm-hmm. that at that point in time? Or mm-hmm. like, or is it, is it like, I don't want you to talk about this. And, and that's kind of a respect thing. Or I, I got she, the impression that she was literally unable. Yeah. And because she's had that a few times mm-hmm. in later seasons, too, that I've seen where she's just like, Mm-mm, I can't, I can't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the impression I got, because then later at the reveal, she mentions she says, I couldn't talk about. And then she said the blah, 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 and the blah, 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 and the blah, blah. Yep. So I think it was just in that moment, literally was unable, like her brain either was shutting it off or mm-hmm. her mouth wouldn't make the words. I, I don't know. So but Amy and Matt asked why why she can't talk about it. Amy says that this woman has a way of preventing it. Mm -hmm. And then there's a voiceover where Amy says that this black woman wants to communicate to the living what's happened to her, but she doesn't trust Amy because she's white. Right. 
which I get fair, fair, totally fair. Amy says she's never encountered a, a dead person with this abil- ability before. That makes it impossible for her to reveal details about the woman's life. She's never felt so much hatred. Mm-hmm. So now Steve's talking to Troy. Good old boy, Troy. Yeah, this a good Trisha's, old boy. Yeah, this is Trisha's husband. And he's the one who this house has been in his family. And this is the house he grew up in. <clears throat> and Steve asks what he has experienced here. And he tells about a time that he was putting up drywall in that room. And this was recent because mm-hmm. he, he talks about his son being nearby. They were putting up drywall and he had stacked it all up against the wall and it started to shift. And he basically like performs this whole thing. He's like down on the floor and then it came over here and then it landed on my foot. And he was like acting out the whole thing and it pinned his foot to the ground. And it was like, you know, I don't know, thousand pounds or whatever he said Mm -hmm. it was of, I'm like, your foot would be crushed, buddy, but whatever. But he said right after that, his son walked right by the room and he was so worried it could have fallen on his kid. And and care about the kids. (laughs) Well, Steve says, could it have just fallen? Could it just slipped and fall? And, and Troy says, well, I'm a brick Mason. I'm around construction all the time. And basically like, I know what I'm doing, you know, because people don't cut corners. Right. right. Sorry. Just (laughs) just trying to poke holes. Can you tell how I feel about this person? (laughs) We're not, we're not a fan fans Mm -hmm. of this guy. So he does say that one time he was pushed down the steps and he broke his arm. Mm -hmm. So now we're back to Amy. She is talking about the black lady. She says this black lady has given warnings in the form of physical abuse toward the adults, like hitting them or making them feel pain. And she says she's not a very tolerant person. Mm -mm. So now Steve and Troy are talking. Troy says he was relaxing on the sofa and he saw a big blackish colored mist. And he has seen it throughout the house. He's been seeing this since he was eight to 10 years old. And he's never told anyone about this before, except Tisha. Troy confirms that he feels that Tisha's health issues are brought on by the house. And he said at first it wasn't too bad, but the longer they're there, her health just started getting worse and worse. Steve asks him about moving and he says that honestly never crossed my mind because it's something I hold dear to my heart. This place has been in my family for so, so long. I fought tooth and nail to keep the property. And I was like, so we, I think we all know where this is going. Mm-hmm. He also says he wants to hand the property down to his children. And I'm like, thanks a lot, dad. Now it's our problem. This haunted mess of a house. Then, I mean, I'd, I'd take the land. Yeah. I mean, the house was beautiful, but obviously there's it some was. bad shit going on there. Yes. So Troy is crying. He says he needs a minute. He walks off camera. I felt really bad for him. Mm-hmm. But that didn't last too long. Eh, about 10 more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so Amy does say there's like no redeeming quality here for this place. It just shouldn't shouldn't be anymore, period. Mm-hmm. She said, I don't think the dead people here want this place to exist anymore. They get really agitated. And then she mimics him saying them saying and they're yelling, burn this to the ground. So now Steve is on his way to meet a local genealogist, <laughs> not, not a gynecologist. A gynecologist. <laughs> And her name is Renee Worthen, and she confirms that the property was once a tobacco plantation. Slaves lived a very hard life. They were fed very little. They got up early in the day. They worked all day long. And she, I think she said from daylight till dawn. But I'm like, 
she means yeah. dawn I mean, to dusk i don't know yeah they worked all day let's just put, put it that way there was probably not very much medical treatment for the slaves or or the landowner because medicine wasn't what it is today and i wrote in my notes you mean a scam yeah. actually it's just insurance <laughs> that's a scam yes but- I mean, I'm not I'm not against doctors. I'm just against insurance. It, it was probably just leeches, you know, yeah. bloodletting. Yeah, yeah. Witch doctors. Mm-hmm. So the first plantation of owner on the property was the Burks family, who, according to some document documentation from 1855, they had 60 slaves, some of which were 10 to 11 years old. Mm. They were not likely educated and they would be working as soon as they were old enough to walk. And if they died, they'd be buried on the property. Yep. So now we're back to Amy. She sees a lot of black boys, young boys. She says 12 and under. And she does see a school of some sort, but it's very small. And she didn't think the black kids would have been educated mm-hmm. there. But she thinks a lot of the kids are buried around there. She sees 34 graves and most of them were children's graves. I'm wondering how she saw 34. That's kind of a random number. Maybe they popped up the, the number. Yeah, maybe they popped the number to her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Steve is digging to the archives. And always. always, and he finds something completely unexpected. He's what? looking at the list. <laughs> I know. Unexpected? What are the odds? <laughs> He's looking through the list of slaves and he said some had the same last name as the owner. Weird. So he suspects they were the owner's kids. I'm like, oh, that never happens. Weird. He goes, yeah. He goes to meet with a law professor of African American studies. Her name is Dr. Kelly Dietz. And he asks her about the likelihood that these were the owner's kids. And she says, it was a lot more common than people like to think. Oh, I have always thought that is yeah, extremely I think common. It's super, super uncommon. I mean, super common. Men um, who are straight with a penis. Yeah. And especially, like she says, subordinates. Yeah. They're, yeah. I'll, I'll get to that quote. But anyway, so she does say that what struck her interesting is that one of the five children with his last name, the person's name is Monroe. He was listed as mulatto, which is what they called people of mixed race. I don't believe we use that term anymore either. No, it's not a good term. No. And she said, she said that suggests to me that it's likely likely that he was a plant plantation owner's son. And Steve goes, well, then it might've been consensual. And she's like, yeah, not so fast. <laughs> she didn't say that, but she said, not necessarily. I mean, rape was very common. If you owned a human being, you can do what you will to them. But it's awful. Yep. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now he's in the kitchen of the farmhouse and she sees some guy slapping a woman a lot. He's beating her up pretty bad. And it seems like he's wealthy and she's quote unquote nothing. So Dr. Kelly says that on these papers that Steve shared with her, she sees a woman that seems like a good fit for this kid's mother. Her name is Louisa and she was 45 years old. And the same time that he was 18 and they were listed together. So the age range works out and they were also reported as runaways. They ran away during the same period. So possibly together. Steve asked what would happen if they got caught. And she says, whippings, torture, threatening to sell your family off or to sell you off down south mm-hmm. and they could have even been dismembered i thought that was weird because he also said dismembered or killed mm-hmm. I'm like well i know i wrote that in my notes i'm like steve if you're dismembered you're probably dead or you will be yeah you're or dismembered may- or killed. i mean are they 
you, you wouldn't take a hand off of someone I mean, that I you needed to possible. work. I suppose it's possible. I didn't think of it that way. I mean, dismembered to me means all of your members are cut off. Oh, not just one. But so but it does work for just one. But you would think that if you. You wouldn't need, want to cut off a hand need, or a foot. Need work. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. then what are they going to do? They can't exactly work the crops or cook your yeah. dinner or do it. Anyway, Steve asked what kind of woman would take that risk. And she says a brave one. Mm-hmm. She said the domestic slave trade was trade was at its height and the soil was drying out. So the farmers were struggling economically and they switched from crops to human trafficking. Mm-hmm. So the slave would have witnessed a huge export of her family and friends. Mm-hmm. Back to Amy, she says there are so many emotions with this black woman that it's hard to talk with her. She was showing Amy that the only good thing in life were her children. That was the only thing that made her happy. So she did things to try and set that in motion while she was alive. There are secrets down here that some don't want discovered and they should learn from history. Now, Steve heads out to meet with a local librarian, Nathan Flincham, who can tell him more about a character named Starkey Robinson, not to be confused with Smokey Robinson. <laughs> yeah, a little bit different. A little bit different. In my notes, it it tried to, it kept trying to reconnect, uh, re-correct it to Smokey. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's not Smokey. I have the it's same Smokey. problem with fucking duck. Yeah, <laughs> we're just going to start using duck instead. So Starkey was born in 1826 in Virginia. He was a plantation owner who enlisted with the Confederacy. Then after the Civil War, he went, he went back home. Things, of course, were not the same. He did outlive three wives. Wife number one died in 1857. We don't get her name, I think. Wife number two, her name was Ellen. She died in 1871 in childbirth. Just a year after he bought the property, the child died too. Didn't the first wife die in childbirth with the first child? She might have. Yeah, I don't. I, I didn't I, write I, that down, but it could be. I feel like that's where that happened. And of course, women weren't important enough to write down in history. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So he shows Steve the cemetery records, and then he says, "Not long after Ellen died, that's wife number two, he married her sister Elizabeth." Which that happened a lot back in the day. And then she lived until 1904. So they were together for 30 years, over 30 years. Mm -hmm. And I did a little math and he would have been 78 at that time, which is old. Mm -hmm. I was old for that era. Yep. So back to Amy, she's getting these two little white ladies that are sisters and she thinks they lived here. One of them is young. She's maybe from 1905, 1910, and she has dead children. And then she says... And then somebody said, well, you know, in the end, there's just blood anyways. Sickness and death. That's it. I don't like it at all. Mm-hmm. So now Nathan is telling Steve that looking at the cemetery records we have, we can see that Starkey actually ended up outliving seven of his 14 children. Four of them died in childbirth. Yeah. Starkey dies in 1915 of old age. He was buried on the property. There is a cemetery not far from the house that Starkey lived in, which I believe is the house that we're investigating. Yeah. And they said it was on the property, but I was really surprised that they didn't like, they didn't go there. They didn't, they didn't talk about this. Yeah. And there was no like mention of here's an old cemetery. So like, do they know that there's a cemetery somewhere on the property? Well, I, they must, but, but I, I'll just jump ahead a little spoiler alert. I did do some Googling and I found the property 
and it is very, very remote, but there mm-hmm. is a cemetery. It, it li- If you go to the Google map, there's a cemetery hmm. and it's not far from where it says the house is. So, hmm. and they're, like I said, their property is like 375 acres or something. So it's whole thing they own. Yeah, they just gloss over that. Yeah. Yeah. So now Amy's in the second bedroom. I think this is one of the kids' bedrooms or maybe where the kids, sh- I don't know, maybe they share a bedroom. She sees a lot of residual information. She says mm-hmm. she knows there are other deaths here because they're showing her that the floors are covered in blood. Mm-hmm. She says, for whatever reason, all the people that lived here met with darkness and tragedy. I remember that. Not great. Mm-mm. So now we're at the sketch. She said there are several entities that stood out during my walk, but the one that has me most concerned is the bizarre scene I encountered in the basement with mm-hmm. the men laying down and the ladies pouring water over them. So that's what she drew. I wish they'd do more than one sketch. I wonder if sometimes they do and we just see one or two. That's possible. That's possible. I know there have been episodes I've seen where they have done more than one. They've done two or mm-hmm. maybe even three. That, those those but, typically come in the later seasons. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm wondering, I mentioned this to Megan too, but, you know, and Cindy Kaza is going to be taking over for Amy halfway through this season. And Cindy is an artist. So I wonder if she's going to just draw her own. I wonder, but I also could see keeping a sketch artist in because then she has to vocalize Mm -hmm. what she's seeing. And it's not just up to her interpretation. It's also her interpretation to somebody else. Filtered through someone else. Yeah. Yeah, it might be. I do know that there are sketch artists in this season mm-hmm. because one of them I reached out to over Instagram. Yep. And we're going to have him on the show after his And I'm going to crash airs. that. I'm going to crash yeah. that party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should. So I don't know which one it is. He didn't. He said it was halfway mm-hmm. through the season. So I don't know if that was still when Amy was on. Right. He didn't say anything about. Amy not being there. Yeah. In fact, I think he did mention that he met well, Amy. He, so he probably couldn't say anything about no, Amy I not being there. Because I also connected with a, a client from this uh, this season. And she mm-hmm. said, I can't tell you anything right now. And I was like, okay, I don't want you to get in trouble. We'll wait until your episode is aired and then we'll discuss if you want to come on the show. Yeah. She's like, okay, because if I were to talk to you right now, I would tell you everything. And there's a lot of things I can't tell you. And she Ooh. said, I feel like she said there's a big shift in the show. And that's all she told me. And I was like, oh, I think I know what this is. So she must be with Cindy. Yeah. Rather than Amy. Or she's at the end. She did say she was like halfway through. Her episode was like halfway through. Mm -hmm. I think she said that. Anyway. Interesting. But I think she talked about meeting Amy. Maybe she's on the episode where Amy hands it over. So that'll be the one on the 29th, June 29th. Yeah, I think that's when it is. Yeah, I think we might do that one live. Wait, recap that. I one think live. I'm, f- I'm free if you guys want to come up to Andover because oh. I'll be in my sister's house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. So the problem is that okay, so they're in the old house for the reveal. Mm-hmm. Steve introduces Amy to Tisha and try and explains this property has been in Troy's family since the early 1930s. The problem is that Tisha and her two young boys have been having health problems. I want to know if there's any way they can stay. That's the house is something I thought was really interesting. Tisha and her two young boys. Are they not Troy's? Well, I think they are. Right? Yeah, because but I that think- was a specific call out that it was yep. Tisha and her two young boys. Yep. Yep. I, I just found that weird. It, it, it Now that you mentioned that, that is weird. Because, yeah, knowing what, 
Okay. What they said, because she was had the young one. She had the baby when he was, what, seven days old? Yeah, or... yeah. That had to have been Troy's because that she, why would she be living in Troy's house mm-hmm. if, if it wasn't his kid? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's possible, but it seems weird. I think it yeah, sets no, up think, how I we feel about kids. other things. I think I think they're his kids. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I put in my notes that when Steve is like, okay, so tell us what's going on. And I said, and then Amy says, burn it down. Thanks for having me. Bye. But I will no. just spit that out. <laughs> I should have waited until you were done drinking. <laughs> so no, she didn't do that. So she tells them about the 50 dead people she, she saw right away and how stressful she felt. She said it permeates this entire area with sadness and despair mm-hmm. and pain. And a lot of people were buried here. Tisha says they have bouts of depression. Amy says when she was upstairs, she met the two sisters. They were from the early 1900s. They owned the property at some point and she felt sickness and death with them. And one of the sisters had children who died. And Steve is kind of just taking this in and smiling. And Amy says they show up as a mist. And Troy says, oh, I've seen the black mist. Amy says where he points to a spot in the room. And she's like, "Mm -hmm." Steve tells them about at least four people who are buried on the land. He tells about the two sisters who are married to Starkey Robinson not to be confused with Smokey Robinson. Smokey Robinson. <laughs> the guy had 14 children, seven of which died before he did. Four of them died in childbirth. So his two wives and four of the children, I think, were buried on the property. Amy says that apparently some of the dead from this house go over to the new house, specifically mm-hmm. two boys. They're always running around and laughing and just messing around. They're really active in the hallway and in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Like, jumping on the bed and then steve explains to her why they have two houses and then amy talks about the basement she says it's not a good place this is where she talks about the black men who are lined up on the floor and the water being thrown on them and she says there are people down there that really hate white people Mm -hmm. steve explains it used to be a tobacco plantation plantation from the 1830s to the civil war he talks about the burke family that had up to 60 slaves and the basement was their living quarters He says, I'll tell you how they were treated. And Amy interrupts him and she goes, I know how they were treated. To tell you how they were treated. I know how they were treated. Uh Uh-huh. And then she shows the sketch. And Troy says, he always (laughs) knew there were slaves, but it's really sad seeing it in the picture. But his empathy doesn't last very long. I don't even think that was a. No, I don't. I think Mm -hmm. that was a. Whatever. Mm -hmm. So. Um. The, they're showing the sketch and Amy says that she's still down here, the, the heavier of the two ladies, and she's still down there. She said she's very, very present. She doesn't want anybody there, especially if they're white. Mm-hmm. She said, I've never felt hatred like that from any entity in my life. She talks about how the woman's kids were her only good thing. And she knew when she got there that it was not a good place. So I'm thinking they had issues there even before there were slaves. Yeah. Well, and going back a little bit back to when she has the sketch and she shows yeah. the water being thrown. Cause you said, yeah, I wonder if it's because there was flies around. Flies, yeah. And during this it's... part, Steve does what I, he's, he's a great person, but maybe was a little bit of interesting acting. We'll say, cause <laughs> he, he goes, what do you mean? Were there flies on him or something? And Amy's like, <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. it, it was just maybe i don't know yep it was just really like that 
that was an interesting <laughs> way to but his face was all contorted like what is this yeah <laughs> well he wasn't a movie he was an actor he was in a movie He's oh, got that's, an IMDb that, and that's right that's right <laughs> it was just one of those things that i was like I wonder if they did two takes of that they might have yeah they might have that's usually what i assume when when mm-hmm. things look forced uh, yeah yeah forced so steve tells him about oh my nose is all stuffed up Steve Minnesota in the springtime. Baby. I know. I've had this cold, and now it. Once I get a cold in the spring, it lasts till the middle of summer. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Steve tells him about the slave Louisa, who was forty-five years old. Another slave by the name Monroe, who was eighteen. They think that they were mother and son, and that they ran away. And this is where I put. He tells how that if they were to be caught, they would get dismembered or killed. And I wrote, "Well, if they dismember you, they kill you, Steve." Well, and did you catch Amy's reaction when they when he was like, well, they think they ran away and she just sat there and shook her head like, nope. Oh, I didn't catch that. Really? Yeah. She like and again, we know that sometimes they cut it differently. But the yeah. way that the way that they have it makes it look like, no, they didn't run away. Oh, or they got caught oh. early on. Oh, and therefore there's a reason why she's multiple but there's another reason why she's really tied to this property i did not catch that oh interesting okay that might have been my hyper focus with my migraine that caught (laughs) that that, no that's good i mean i didn't notice it but Mm -hmm. so amy says this lady's presence is extremely dangerous she's incredibly powerful Mm -hmm. she's also trying to give them warnings like pushing or hitting but she's not doing it entirely herself. She controls all of the dead here. Troy talks about the drywall falling on him. And now he seems pissed. Now he wants to fight this lady. <laughs> Amy my does... eyes just rolled so far back. In I know. Head. I know. I could hear him from here. Yeah. <laughs> Tisha talks about her illness and how it's not as bad when she's not in the house. They talk about how the kids illnesses and amy agrees that the illnesses could be due to the house but i'm like autism isn't paranormal Mm -hmm. amy brings up hoodoo and steve's like wait a minute did you say voodoo voodoo? she goes no voodoo is a religion hoodoo is not correct so i googled it wikipedia says hoodoo is a set of spiritual practices traditions and beliefs that were created by enslaved africans in the southern united states from various traditional African spiritualities, Christianity, and elements of indigenous botanical knowledge. Mm -hmm. Practitioners of hoodoo are called root workers, conjure doctors, conjure man or conjure woman, root doctors, hoodoo doctors, and swampers. So anyway, she says this woman put things into place while she was alive to ensure that things would go the way she wanted to after she died Mm -hmm. because hoodoo is all about gaining power and now she has all this power and then amy mentions then how the woman stopped her from talking and she Mm -hmm. said stopped her from talking about the beatings the whippings so now she can talk about it Mm -hmm. but she couldn't talk about it at the time and she said it's weird because her main it's her main message that needs to be heard but she didn't want amy to say anything and then steve gets a little frustrated he's like what do they want from him (laughs) And I, that, was, I, that was another part that was, oh, she has all this power. What does she want? What does she want? Yeah. <laughs> like, why, why, okay. why would she let you say it? We're, 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 we're going to do it here. Uh, 
she wants them to go away, stupid white people. <laughs> so Amy says, well, she wants the house demolished. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Troy is not going to take this well. And, and I was he right. didn't. He did not. He said, that ain't going to happen. And he gets all man-y. And he's like, I'm not going to back down. And Amy says, well, she's not the only one that feels this way. All of the dead want it gone. Mm-hmm. And Tisha says, how many ghosts do we have? And Amy says, I would say hundreds. Hundreds. Yep. Yeah. And he goes, oh, Troy, I'm keeping the house up. I'm not tearing my house down. I don't give up on anything. And I'm like, because I'm a man, a white man, no less. Mm-hmm. So Steve's not helping in this situation. He's like puffing this guy up. Uh-huh. And he says, yeah, and one day you want to hand this down to your kids. And then Troy says, yeah, I'm a really hard headed guy. We'll we'll butt heads for now, I guess. And I'm like, oh, so you're going to butt heads with a hoodoo like mm-hmm. priestess lady. OK, good luck. And then Amy just says, Pete wants to butt heads with this woman. What could happen? You're in for it. <laughs> well, and then the the body language from Tisha, if you watch that, too, she just she's leaning further and further to the mm-hmm. side where mm-hmm. her eyes are just kind of like, mm-hmm. what? Like. I mean, we don't want to take the house down, but oh, so I'm tired of feeling like shit. Right. And now you want to go head to head with this lady? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then Troy says, I'm not backing down from where I am right now. I work too hard to be where I am. I'm not, I'd be letting a lot of my ancestors down. Oh, God. And my oh. first thought was, you mean your ancestors are own slaves? So fuck right off. But. His family didn't obtain the property until the 1930s. So that doesn't mean that they that didn't have some. It doesn't mean that his his ancestors didn't have slaves, but it doesn't necessarily mean that mm-hmm. they 100% did. So then Tisha says she's really confused because they've tried they've tried to you know be respectful to this place, and Amy answers, "You're she white. She won't listen to what you're saying. Period. End of story." Correct. Like, what is confusing? You're trying to protect a piece of property that has brought so many people so much pain. Mm-hmm. That is not hard to understand that this woman is and not happy with you. I can't imagine that over the years that there has been severe respect mm-hmm. and other things to whether it's the dead or just people who are not maybe white. Right. Right. So Steve does the whole, I'm going to turn it over to Amy and tell you if it's safe <laughs> to be here. Like we needed to do that. And she's like, well, demolish the house. But since you won't, here's, here's another thing you can try. She says, find a hoodoo practitioner because this is about gaining power. You need mm-hmm. to get another hoodoo person who would want to obtain her power. And they're mm-hmm. going to take her with them because then they will have access to her power. And Steve goes, I mean, I don't think you look up the yellow pages or something like this. Amy suggests they go to a university and ask around. Mm -hmm. And Tisha says, we'll start there. Like she's on board. Mm -hmm. And then I wrote old boy fucktard says, so if we get this other one to come in and kick her ass, all those underneath her will leave. And I'm like, you're not kicking her ass. You're gently asking her to move. This is where I was like, I fucking hate this guy. Mm -hmm. Hate him. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't use that term loosely. I, I, he got my back up. Mm-hmm. I, mm. So your dogs are standing by the door out here. Are they <laughs> I can, banging on it? I, they're like, come can, on, aren't you done see, yet? I can see. A oh, face. they're in the back. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> I can see a face. 
It's nice out there probably all. Greg's probably sitting on the picnic table. So Steve asks if while this hoodoo stuff is going on, should they stay out of the house? And Troy doesn't even let Amy answer. He goes, I'm not, I'm not staying out. I'm over here. I'm not breaking down. I'm not breaking down. I'm over here all the time. Like, what the fuck are you doing in this house you don't live in? Why, why are you over there all the time? So I'm wondering if he's possessed by the house a little. Like, if he's got some kind of something. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Could be. But Amy warns him to be very, very careful. And then he doubles down and was like, you know, fuck it. But I, I feel like Amy's usually pretty good at picking up that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's true. You know, I do. It, it is kind of the I've got to be the protector of my family because yeah. I am. I am the man of the house where yeah. Tisha is the one who's like, yeah, we're going to do this to protect our family. Yeah. 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 So Steve asks if they'll take Amy's advice. Tisha says, yes, we are not going to let her win. She's done too much damage already. I'm like, these two. (sighs) Anyway, Mm -hmm. Amy in a voiceover says she doesn't think that they fully understand that Troy fully understands what he's about to take on. Mm -hmm. But I'm afraid he's about to. Uh Uh-huh. So I had to Google him to find out if like he was murdered by the house or something. He, he wasn't. <laughs> Follow up says they're going to start searching for a hoodoo practic- practitioner willing to help them. And Troy still visits the old house where the activity continues. Yeah. I tried yeah. to look up anything that said like what happened afterwards or. I did. Oh, that's where I found that there was a revisited episode mm-hmm. of this, but I couldn't. Mm. I. When I clicked on it, it went to a dead page on the travel channels. And so for the the revisited episodes, because I used to watch those all the time because I recorded Uh all of this, it's just a replaying of the episode, but then it'll put in like tidbits of information, sometimes a lot about the ring (laughs) when they do the the close-ups of the ring. Ring shot. Yep. And then usually at the end, it'll tell you like more about what they did or any of that sort of stuff. But uh-huh. I, I don't know. I'm just, I, I don't get the feeling that they followed through with any of it. No, I don't believe they did. So I, I did some Googling. I just, I started by Googling Tisha spelled the way she spells it. T-Y-S-H-A and Troy Buchanan or Buchanan, Virginia. And I got her, I got her mm-hmm. full name. I got their address. I Googled their address they then changed their address. It used to be Arcadia Road, and then they changed it to Breeden's Bottom Way, which Breeden is Troy's last name. Mm. Well, it's her last name too, but so that's where I found out that it was the the property. So they have the the two houses. I found listings for the two houses, and one of them it says that the house that the new house is. Constructed in 2009, and Mm -hmm. it is on 21.66 acres. So they sectioned it off. Yeah. And then I have a picture of that. And then the other house is on 348 acres. And the last sale price was $714,000, which is a lot. That that is. In the middle of nowhere. Property, baby. Yep. Doesn't matter. You know what it is if I mean, we have hunting land up north of here and I think we have 114 acres. But if you think it's like, yeah, but if you think it's like three grand an acre, 
Yeah. yeah. That gets you up there pretty high. So once I got Trey's last name, I Googled him and I found his Facebook page. Oh. And I think the most interesting part about it is that it's uh, his intro or his like about me kind of thing mm-hmm. is what doesn't kill only makes you stronger. Self-employed lives in Buchanan, Virginia from Roanoke, Virginia, single swipe left status is single. Yep. So she got out. So then maybe she has the module house. She, yeah, she is. She is listed as the owner of that house, uh-huh. but it seems weird that you would, if you were not going to stay married, that you would yeah. live on the same property. Maybe they, you know, uh, have a good relationship for yeah, the kids. Maybe. And then it was just easy for that way. His Facebook was mostly pictures of him and his dog and his kids, his boys. That's all I could find. So maybe it's just that. And, you know, sometimes relationships just drift apart. But I feel like this one was torn apart by other things. Yeah. You know, that's just maybe my that's my assumptions. I have no idea. Yeah. No, I have an idea there. He did post a picture of the house and he wrote a friend of his commented and said, I love that house. Anything with history. I'm an old soul. And Troy replied, yeah, me also. I often find myself over there alone, thinking what the place would have been in its heyday, the people that made the place and the slaves and all the people who dwelled there. Oh, can I go vomit really quick? In its heyday. Yeah. All the people who made the place and the slaves and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. I, that makes me nauseous. Yeah. I'm I am an old soul and I love history, but mm-hmm. I also can look at our history and the history throughout the time of the world and be like, mm, mm, now that we know better. Yeah, some are, things we're like, not so proud of. We're, no, we shouldn't be proud of these, you know, of the all of these different things. And, no. you know, it, it, is it things that happened in lots of different cultures? Yeah. But there are some that lasted until less than 200 years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, and we're still not there. So, you know. Yeah. Still not mm-hmm. great. Oh, yeah. All right. So that's it. That's the recap. So. Well, it was a fabulous job, Amy. <laughs> a- Amy one, if I might, if I might say. <laughs> and, then, and then we have Amy two, which is Amy Allen. Well, and- she's not on the podcast. so She can be Amy three. Well, I mean, but you talk about her enough that we she's, do talk she's, about she's, she's Amy two. It's it's okay. it's fine. I like odd numbers anyways. OK, OK, <laughs> OK. That works. <laughs> So next week, I don't know. I think that Megan will be back. Maybe all three of us will be on. We'll see. I mean, I am always happy to join in. I enjoy both of your guys' company. But yeah, we have uh, a great time with you. Oh, I have a great time with you guys. It's a social life for me. And <laughs> so, but yeah, I know. I know Megan was doing doing her research and getting ready for the next one. Yep. She and I were, as I said, we're talking on our way, my way over here. And uh yep. I was like, oh, is there any in South Dakota? So there is, there is the Deadwood. There's a Deadwood episode. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. And a couple from Montana that I was like, because there's none in North Dakota. There's only a couple in Minnesota. So there's yeah. definitely states that are more prominent, which tend to be East Coast, West Coast. Yep. And yep. Arizona, because it's Arizona. A lot of South. Yep. Yeah. So South's old. Lots of stuff going on down there. Well, I mean, we had just a lot of Norwegians up in this area. Yeah. And we did Swedes. have a lot of Native American stuff too, though. Yes. I mean, a lot of it. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. Definitely. Hopefully, the Linda- 
the Wendigo is up this way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All so, right. So it is time for an Alanism. Ooh, Do you an Alanism. It is time for an Alanism. It's time for an Alanism. Do you ooh, an Alanism. A number. We have a lot of them are used already. So if you pick a number that we've already used, I'll just have you pick a number. Okay. I will go for, is 21 been used? It has. Okay. 13? Yes. <laughs> 35 35 has not okay yay this is a good one for you because it has to do with a doggy <laughs> all right alan what we got I, I don't know what i i don't okay here it is here we go when does the puppy go away and the loose animal on the ride i mean Wesley is definitely always the loose animal on the ride. If he tries to jump in the front seat, he is laid down in my lap as a 65 pound dog. Maybe 60 pound dog. Yeah. That yeah. is, that is very much foresight. Thank you, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> thanks dad. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Amy. And thanks everybody for listening. And we will, we will do something next week. I'm not sure what yet. Not sure how many of us will be on. At least two, maybe three. Yeah, you will definitely, probably, most likely have <laughs> Megan back, yeah. which I'm sure all of you are missing, but yeah. I know she she's doing great and she was getting to spend some time with Jordan today. So. Yeah. That- all right. Thanks okay. for joining us, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Activity Continues podcast. We really appreciate you giving us your ears for a bit. Please reach out if you have a suggestion for which episode of The Dead Files we should cover next, or if you have a spooky story you'd like us to share on the show. We can be reached at theactivitycontinues at gmail.com or through our website or any of our socials. Links are all in the description of the show. Please feel free to drop us a note and say hi. And join us next time when The Activity Continues. The Activity Continues is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media, and is part of the independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network. We are also proud members of the Boo Pod Network of super cool podcasts. Nailed it.